Have you started any gardening yet? Um, no. No, no beautiful flowers in your yard. Oh, there are because uh, other people, other people had planted them, and they're of course with the warm weather, they're they were coming up. Did you ever have a garden to see a garden as a kid, like vegetables? Not my own. Um, you know, parents would have you know whether it's with flowers or vegetables or something. Just nothing I've gotten too into myself. Well, you can always come over here and look at all the beautiful flowers at church. God's beauty is everywhere. Another week, another podcast. Welcome, everybody. My name is Michael Puppis here with Father Jeff. Hey, nice. Uh, well, it's good to see you in person. It's, it's I'm not seeing I, anybody else I necessarily. Enjoy, I enjoy seeing you. Uh, it's nice for you to hear us. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't think we can the, just impose that. It's, up. it's it's nice for you. It's nice for me to be listened to. That's not, that's, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. Let's be honest. We're sorry that you tuned in this week, yeah. but we're here together. You so know, we might as well enjoy the next 23 it, minutes. Right. It's only 22 at this point. So you can, you can <laughs> yeah, hang in there. You're already one minute in. It's offered up. Hey, um, I was thinking about this the other day because we do this on our podcast sometimes. And on other podcasts that I listen to, I notice as well, a lot of people always say, how are you? Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a weird question, though, just to say to somebody, how are you? Why is that? I don't know. Doesn't it just seem like so open-ended? Like, how are you? What? How? How is your hunger? How is your? How are you feeling? Well, maybe that's why it's a good question. How, it's open ended. How are now? I know you don't want me to say happy. You you can be happy. <laughs> you can be angsty. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to a previous episode if you're wondering what mm-hmm. that's about. Um, I just find it an interesting question. So I'm going to try to find another way to assess mm-hmm. you internally. By asking the question, Father, I want to know if you are having a good day today. I believe so. Thank you. And what made the day good today? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us <laughs> rejoice and be glad. I've, okay, I'm going to take that. I'm just, I see what I'm saying? I want to get a little more. And then if you were saying, you know what, I'm not having a good day today, then I would say, what can I pray about? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for not putting me on the spot there. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't want the podcast to be too much of a downer. It's way easier to flow off the tongue. How are you doing? Yeah, exactly. It reminded me when I was uh, in seminary, we do something called CPE, clinical pastoral experience. You know, you're basically a hospital chaplain intern. Oh yeah, my, for the summer. My best friend just did this. Yeah. Um, and so they taught us to say, like, if you're going to someone's room, not ask how are you doing. Yeah to ask how are you feeling because mm. that that expands kind of to your point it, it expands the what that could mean right. not just how are you doing like are you feel are you getting better but how right. are you feeling it could be sad it could be angry it could be frustrated at the staff you know whatever it is sure um, it does make it more open-ended of a response yeah. um, and you can kind of really see you know what, what's on their mind yeah that's great look look 
look at us growing. Wow. I'm going to I'm going to like a garden. <laughs> like a garden. Well, that was like I was on this mission a while ago too. I did not like the response and I think I've fallen back into it by mistake, but I did not like the response when somebody would say, "Hey, thank you." And we would naturally respond, no problem. Right. Because it was like a roundabout way of saying, you are not an inconvenience to me Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. I would rather say, you're welcome. I'm glad that I could X, Y, or Z. Yeah. I read an article about that once, you know, and it was, there was an interesting like back and forth, you know, on the, on the post about right to your point, like no problem. Well, I didn't ever say it was a problem, (laughs) but you know, can we allow language to adapt to where sure. people know what that means sure without maybe we exact. have a problem now that's right uh with the syntax yeah um words yeah. are important bottom they are, line they are, they are important words are important mm-hmm. anyway so uh here we are fourth sunday of easter moving right along through the easter season we do want to bring up once again we've been talking about it for the last few weeks but it is this weekend sunday april 30th at 3 p.m our Eucharistic Revival with Bishop Thomas here at St. John the 23rd. We hope you can come. Family-friendly event. Yeah, and it's open to the whole diocese. As we mentioned before, they're doing like half a dozen of these, you know, over the course of this, you know, front half of the year. I got a text the other day from uh, someone from Huron saying, hey, we're coming to the the Eucharistic Revival thing at your place. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who's all there and from where. And, um, yeah, it should be a nice... uh, celebration so uh, of course we've had you know these kind of things for our just for our parish um this is this is a open up to the whole diocese so we'll see what happens it's always good to to remind ourselves that we are bigger than just yeah saint john the 23rd sitting out here on dixie highway in the middle of the corn in the middle of the corn or whatever i don't think it's corn actually soybeans this year maybe wheat winter wheat i don't know i haven't really looked um but you know the fact, you know, somebody was actually just saying that to me a couple weeks ago about the Holy Thursday pilgrimage, you know, mm, that they, mm-hmm. they traveled around to each of the churches. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, having a little time of prayer. But I thought there's got to be some great value too, remembering that we're part of a bigger church than just what happens within these walls here. Yeah, it's got to be. Of course, I was holding down the fort here, but it's got to be cool to go to all these different parishes surrounding us. And- yeah. They all have their own altar repose for the same purpose on the same night, right. and yeah, that is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, so one one big happy Catholic family. Yeah. Okay, let's get into some scripture readings this weekend. Fourth Sunday of Easter always has some image of Jesus as shepherd. Right, it's kind of known as Good Shepherd Sunday because in each of the three years of the, the three-year cycle, we hear a part of John chapter 10 where he really uh, you know, gets into himself as the good shepherd so this year it is um it's because it's year a we start at the beginning right a very good place to start <laughs> so we're at uh chapter 10 verses 1, one to, 10. to 10 yeah yeah did you get my sound of music reference i, <laughs> I did i i wasn't sure i was trying to stay on task but you know, okay that's hard i was like me. did he not get it i get like, starts at the beginning uh, of very very good place place. okay yeah, yeah I got, I, all right i just wanted to make thank sure. you maria i shouldn't you know i should have just trusted in your musical knowledge but last week when, when big... i didn't get when i didn't get any reaction at all i was like oh okay no, that, must, I, that must not have landed if we go back and play the audio back i went <laughs> that oh, was there okay that was i, I, I might have to like listen to this i'm gonna <laughs> i'm going to try to react more you don't, ha- you don't heartily have to. No, to... I, I will lower my expectations <laughs> i just like that we're covering so many musicals and <laughs> something 
All right. All right. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he, was driven, when he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him, because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although the, Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so they may have life and have it more abundantly. It's almost like just reading this one part of the passage, you're like, well, what else could be said? This is beautifully true just on its own. But we're just getting, as we said earlier, just the beginning. So stay tuned for next year. Uh, but let's uh, kind of circle back here. I think it's really interesting that um, there are, you know, further in John chapter 10, Jesus says more specifically, I am the good shepherd. But he talks about, you know, the the shepherd who calls out his own and goes before them. But then in this um, passage that we have here, he also says, talks about the gate and says, I am the gate. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, Jesus is our all in all. And so he's not just one thing, you know, so he's, he's not in this image. He's not just the shepherd. He is also the gate. Yeah. You know, he's the way through which we go, mm-hmm. but also the one who then we follow, uh, which I think is really cool. I'm just thinking kind of, you know, in, in modern terms, sometimes, you know, we get the image of sheep and shepherd, mm-hmm. right? But the gate is still something that, you know, we see on a regular basis, even here in our Midwestern society. And, you know, have you ever like gone somewhere and you're like, I cannot figure out how to get into this place. I can't mm-hmm. even find the door to walk into this place or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. And then you finally find the way to get in and you're like, oh, thank God, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the relief that you feel. Uh, when you feel almost kind of locked out or on the outside mm-hmm. looking in. Um, and Jesus says here that, just look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm the way. Yep. Come yep. on in, right? As you would say, the water's warm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a complete relief. And uh, I, don't even, I don't even think you need easy pass for this one. Yeah. There's yeah. no toll. That's right. No toll road with and, Jesus. Uh, he... he uh, he he took the toll. He oh that I was thinking. I feel yeah. like I set that up nicely yeah, for you. He did yeah. right down the right down the middle. You're welcome. Yeah, I was thinking a little no problem. bit. Problem. <laughs> um. Okay. We're yes. I was thinking here too, and correct me if I'm wrong. I just I'm trying to get a little bit of insight now that you know you've been here for. We're coming. We're we are rounding the corner. We're getting there to. Almost a year. Yeah. That's great. It's been about 10 months, yeah. It's gone by so fast. I tell you. I love it. Um, but what I'm what I'm thinking here is that, you know, we talk about our 
our past a pastor or a priest as a shepherd too, you know, or the bishop is the shepherd of the diocese, the priest is the the shepherd of the at the parish level. Um, what is it like to come into a new community of people as the new in that role and to be a stranger at first? Yeah, yeah, just even circling back with um Jesus's his words about um you know the sheep hearing his voice you know they don't follow a stranger right um so my understanding is that sheep did know the shepherd's voice yeah you know and recognized it as distinct from other people's voices mm. and so if you had um you know a bunch of shepherds having a bunch of sheep in their little overnight pen there that has the gate yeah um you know the shepherd you know would say okay let you know let's go and the sheep that belonged to him would would follow along and the others and the others wouldn't, That's you know, great. because it, he wasn't their shepherd. Yeah. Um, and you know, further in John chapter ten, Jesus talks more about this. So you're right; it's it is sort of like, you know, an int- like uh, interesting place to be, where you know you're not known, uh, right? And I don't know the community, and I guess that's where maybe there's there has to be a little bit of sort of trust in the office, I guess, or the position mm-hmm. um, to some extent. Um, Otherwise, it would just sort of probably just all fall apart every few years. <laughs> <laughs> you walk, you walk into the church the first weekend as a new pastor, or the, you know, take it any anywhere, and everybody just runs out. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty terrible. That would, yeah, not, not a great way to start. Um, but I, I was thinking too, just from you know, getting to know people. You know, uh, I'm so thankful because honestly, professionally, John the Twenty Third is the only place I've ever known. And I've gotten to grow with the church. So as people have joined, mm-hmm. I've gotten to know people. Um, and I still know lots of people and faces that have been here from 2005 when, when we first started. Uh, but, it, you know, I know that you think people are important and names are important. And getting to know people on a personal level is really important mm-hmm. to ask, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so that has to be hard too, just coming in. So in some ways, I think it must be kind of fun to look back now that we've gotten through a lot of the major milestones of the liturgical mm-hmm. year and go, wow, look how far we've come and mm-hmm. how God has blessed us so immensely over the last few months of, you know, the beginning of having you here at our parish. And a lot of people, especially when you're new, say, oh, it's got to be so hard learning everyone's names and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess a part of me says, well, I don't, you have to, but you don't have to, you know, it's like, I yeah. could choose to like not care so right. much and like, who's ever name <laughs> I pick up, I pick up, right. you know, but it, but it is important. I tell people, Oh, that's part of the fun, you know? And I, I really mean that even though it's work, yeah. you know, cause it is, it is important, you know, and the longer you're at a place and, you know, especially like whether it's coming out of mass or looking around or the people who come up for communion, although there's always visitors, which is great. You yeah. know, you start to like, I actually know who that is and I know their name, Yeah, you know, and that's, uh, I think that's really great. Yeah. And, you know, you could say, I'm only going to meet people named Bob and then you could only, you don't have to know one name. And then if somebody's not named Bob, no, they're lost. I mean, I try by calling everybody dude, but (laughs) at the end of the day, that doesn't cut it. Yeah, it doesn't. It's a little impersonal. It doesn't work well in confession. Right. Dude. Um, but nevertheless, yes, we have shepherds in our church, but ultimately we know that Jesus is the ultimate shepherd. Right. So let's go back to focusing on him a little bit. Uh, so what do you think people would have said 
as they're hearing him start to say this, because this is, you know, I don't, how many chapters are in John? Uh, 21, I believe. Okay, so we're like tor- towards the middle of the gospel at this point. Yeah. And well, John, John 11 is the raising of Lazarus, mm. um, which was kind of his last thing before his passion. So we're, where this falls, I don't know, but we're, we're sort of getting, getting. Well, I'm even thinking go, go back to John 6. Mm-hmm. You know, I eat my flesh, drink my blood. I am the bread of life. Yeah. And now he's saying, I'm the good shepherd. And people are like, well, he just said he was the bread. Now he thinks he's the shepherd. Well, who is this guy? Yeah. What is he saying? Uh, there must have been some some interesting reactions from the people as they heard this. Well, certainly from the Pharisees, um, who he's talking to, and it says, although Jesus used his figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them, mm-hmm. which is basically like, you ain't it, you know, or like you haven't <laughs> right. done a good job because, you know, you're sort of putting yourself out there as, as these leaders, but you know, your, your, your voice isn't one that people are really, you know, following. And, um, you know, he's the one Yeah, John 10, 10, 10, that last verse there is just, you know, it's one of my favorites. I, you know, I quote it all the time. I've come that they might have life and have it, you know, more abundantly. Mm. Um, I think that's part of that, I guess, thinking back to divine mercy, that Jesus, I trust in you. You know, that he says, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. And sometimes that can be hard to believe when we're in the in a low point or whatever. Um, but he is that one, you know, where is he leading us? And where does the gate lead? And all that kind of all that kind of stuff. It's so the abundant life. Um, I just think that's so important for us to remember. I love that question too. Where does the gate lead? Do we know what's on the other side of the gate? Mm-hmm. I mean, tr- tradition and and scripture and the church helps us discover that. But a lot of times, faith is taking that first step, going out on a limb. Yeah, right. And um, it takes faith to walk through it mm-hmm. and to stay there. Right. Yeah, and trusting in the one whose whose voice we're following and that. Um, I mean, the sheep probably wouldn't have followed the shepherd if, you know, all the shepherd did was beat them and not make sure they get fed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that they, they're following the one who takes care of them um, yeah, and keeps them away from danger. And as we know elsewhere, is going to go looking for them. Yeah. Well, I've used this image on the podcast before, but I think it's worth repeating. And you can tell me honestly if, if it's not. Uh you know, I, I think about like the most important people in your life and how well you know the sound of their voice. Like mm-hmm. if if we were to close our eyes and somebody were to walk into the room, whether it's one of our closest friends mm-hmm. or a sibling or a parent mm-hmm. or a spouse, we would know them alone by the sound of their voice. Mm-hmm. It's such an identifying characteristic of a person. Um, and so... Imagine how much more, more so God knows the sound of our voice mm-hmm. and how in tune we should be to the sound of God's voice in our lives. Right. And then it, I think that's where the reflection comes in. How well do we know God's voice in our lives? He knows our voice mm-hmm. perfectly, but are we in tune with where we hear God's voice? Yeah, and how do we even hear that, especially if maybe it's nothing audible like you know, like we right, hear each exactly. other yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um and that's why we need to spend time with scripture which is the word mm-hmm. um but also in the silence you know where god you know is going to sort of whisper to us or it might not be a 
you know, a, a voice voice that we hear in our ear, but maybe just a movement in our heart, which we know that's, that's God. Well, and I know too, one of the big arguments for people that maybe even grew up in the church and now decide that they no longer believe or, or want to be a part of, um, the Christian religion in some way, you know, they'll say, you know, you look through the Bible and there's all these stories of God revealing himself in such elaborate ways. And then we have crickets for the last, how many, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years, Jesus was kind of a big deal. Um, and I kind of want to scream sometimes like through the screen, like, but you're, mi- you're missing it then. If, right. you're, if you're waiting for the burning bush moment or the, the clouds to open up or whatever it may be, you're missing all the opportunities to recognize where God is in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, I like that song, that, you know, that simple song, open my eyes mm-hmm. and open my ears. Mm-hmm. So just um, need to pray for that. That openness, again, because Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. You know what's good about that song, too? It also helps you remember anatomy. Yes. If you're studying for a test. Yeah. The hip bones connected to the... Yeah, at least you'll get a few of it down. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, we we thank you for who you are, uh, for uh, being our way. Uh, for loving us enough to uh, come after us, um, to seek us out, to call after us, to um, invite us to follow you because um, you are the resurrection and the life that you came to bring us life in abundance. Um, Jesus, in a special way, I guess, for those listening who may just feel empty, I just ask that you um, you move in their life in a new way today and reveal yourself to them in a new way and pour into them in a new way and help us to pour into one another so that we um, know and love you more. We love you and trust in you and ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. God bless you all. Have a great one. <laughs>